Welcome, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and normally the wonderful Andrew Bartzis, galactic historian. However, today he can't make it. He is do thing, he's doing things uh, all galactic, so he will be here next week. So for those of you that have only galactic questions, perhaps next week would be a better week to call in. And also to remind you all that if you are trying to call in and you're calling through Skype, you must add Laura Lee to your Skype contacts. So she's the one putting you through. If she has not accepted and confirmed you on her Skype contact list, she cannot put you through. So we can see that someone has not accepted the contact request. Please go ahead and do that. And for all of those, uh, sorry, all of you that want to get through, the Skype contact is Laura Lee Solomon. Or you can phone her on 1 for US 956-217-0261 or call the station 1 for US 347-688-2902. And for those of you who'd like to know more about Andrew Bartzis, please check out his website at andrewbartzis.com. And for those of you who'd like to find out more about me, please check out my website at Kathy's pearlsofwisdom.com that's Kathy with a K and remember for anyone who wants to get a private session with Andrew or myself you can contact Tanok at Tanok at galactichistorian.com that's T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com and we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead Um, I also wanted to mention that I did receive a wonderful email from Danielle and Suzette, who are from, uh, I think you pronounce it Algarve in Portugal. So thank you so much for the email. They were listening to one of our shows that talked about health health issues and vaccines and diseases and had wondered if we'd heard of the teachings of Bruno Gröning, uh, who was a famous healer from Germany. In fact, I have not heard of him, so I haven't had time to check that out. So I just wanted to let you know, we did get your email. We will check him out. And thank you so much for the information. That's very helpful. And I actually looked up the place where you're from in Algarve, Portugal. And it turns out you're in this Portugal's southernmost region, which is known for its Mediterranean beaches and golf resorts. That sounds amazing. I, I'm already visualizing those beaches. And... You must be enjoying your life very much there. Um, The callers that we have on hold, can you please mute because the sound is coming through a little bit. Um, And last week was amazing. We absolutely had a great show and managed to talk to quite a few people that had been at the event or they were in the chat room talking about it. So that was really great. I'm so happy that you all enjoyed it so much. We really had a lot of fun and it was amazing to meet everyone. One thing I was thinking about um, that for all of you who have been listening to our shows for so long, I I think it's almost just over a year, Andrew was telling me, if you have any positive feedback or any feedback, but I obviously prefer positive feedback, please drop us a line on our websites or on the YouTube replays, um, Andrew's site, andrewbartzis.com, and my site, kathyspearlsofwisdom.com have links where you can send in feedback from any of the links just to let us know how you love the show or don't love the show, 
if it's managed to touch you, change you, affect change in your life, we'd love some feedback. Um, so there goes my one little request, loving feedback. So with that, we'll go on to our first call. Um, Lani, are you there? Lani? Um, you'll have to unmute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me say mute <laughs> no i was thinking oh you, you're really good you must have muted <laughs> i did i did mute it okay Lonnie. so where are you calling from uh birmingham birmingham so what would you like to talk about today Lonnie? i have a whole bunch of things going on um and i thought i i just need some help okay i need some clarity i need some help i need some kind of direction something 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 Okay, why don't you give us a ballpark of what you'd like to look at? Um, I wrote it down. My money, my children, my path, my spiritual walk, and the attacks in my dream. I had an attack in my dream last night where somebody was um, really trying to, uh, I felt like they were trying to kill me. Oh, ugh. okay. That's a, that's a bit of a list. That's good. I like organization. Let's <laughs> go with the first things. What, what, you're going to have to say them again. Give me the first two. <laughs> my money and my children. Okay. Mm, money, 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 money. You know, when I look at your energy, it, it's like at the moment, I'd say it's really hard for you to keep money. It's almost like it's water in your fingers. It's very difficult for you to get, very difficult to hold. Have you found that this has been the case pretty much all year? Um, well, I'm a ta I do taxes, so I get a lump sum. And then I found that this has been the case um, most of my life. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, the last 20 years, the last uh, 15 years. 10. Okay. So you're dealing with other people's money too. <laughs> no wonder it's slipping through your fingers. <laughs> okay. Well, when I look at money, let, let me put it like this. When I look at money for you, I'd say it's been very difficult to accumulate a good nest egg. Let's put it like that. Yes. To me, it, it looks like, you know, you've got a lot of outgoings um, and, you've had more outgoings than normal this year. Mm -hmm. And to me, it looks a lot, a lot like it's going to be, for the rest of the year, you're probably going to find this, but when we go into next year, things will really slow down. All the things that have been outgoing are finally in fruition. You know, you've cut, uh, put, a, what do you call it, uh, a dam. <laughs> um, the, the need for that constant giving out of, cashola isn't the same so you can start to catch your breath and start to get back to putting a, a bit away where you want to to me a lot of this is um unexpected um, i mean some of it was a bit expected but not necessarily the amount or the burden it was going to put on you then you've had unexpected stuff come in so it's just been a little bit tough and you you've been kind of hard on yourself i mean I see you like, ah, oh, you know, I should do better. I should do better. But the truth is, I don't know that you could have done better. You know, when you have this sort of stuff coming up, it's really difficult to pre-plan for it. Um, and ha had the situation been mm, more ideal, um, then you must, mm, how can I put it? Um, uh, mm, had the situation been more ideal, it could have possibly been <clears throat> easier to manage. But um, let's just say you did the best that you could. <clears throat> I don't know that most people could have done better. So a big pat on the back for you over that. Well, thank um, 
That yeah. I know. I know. It's like, it's good to know. It doesn't 100% help you, but it is good to know that, you know, you, you really have done the best that you could given the circumstances. Um, when I look for what's coming up for you next year, I think that you do have something that you've put out, maybe an investment that is going to come to fruition. So that's really good because you didn't actually expect it to come so early. Um, I think originally you might have expected it a bit earlier, but then there was a lot of delays. And, and so now you're thinking, oh, it's going to be ages. But actually, I would say it, closer to the first half of the year, that will come into fruition. And it will be more than you think. So that's really good. Um, when we look at what is coming up for you in terms of more income or more money coming your way next year, I would say you will be approached to do a kind of project um, let's call it a special project of sorts. I, I don't really want, know what the proper term is. Um, normally, I would call it more like a freelance kind of job. But to me, I'd say this is very lucrative. It's all above board. You're just worried about it taking up too much of your time. But what I'd say to you is really have a look at it, have a think about it, because you can cut it up into segments. So in actual fact, it won't take that much time. But the way that you think of, of doing it, when I, the, way, the way I'm describing, makes you question whether or not you're seeing this correctly. Because if that is the case, this is kind of too easy for the money that will come for it. But <laughs> it is the case. <laughs> you know, you are that good that you can compartmentalize it into different segments over a little bit of time in times that suit you. And it will work. So I encourage you to take that project. It, it's a bit out of the box for you. It's not something you would normally do. But it's good money and you're completely capable of doing it and delivering on time. So definitely consider that. Okay. This year also is really not suitable for you to be lending money. It's only giving money, no lending. If you're no. lending, it's so a gift. So this year or for next year? This year. The rest of this year... Anything that you think is lending is give. Okay. Okay. And if you if you choose to do that, that's okay. But just be clear on on what it is to yourself. Whatever okay. you and someone might call it, it's a okay. gift. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, next year, I don't see a, a big issue over things like that. But next year, I don't think you'll be asked to, um, I mean, people will not ask you those kind of questions so much. So it's not such a big thing. Um, okay, so did I address the money question, or do you have more questions on that? Yeah, I I I, I always felt like um, I'm glad you did because I was feeling like uh, that there was the enemy somewhere holding my money, and I was doing all of the stuff that the cinnamon, the basil, the baths, all that stuff to try to uh, make money come to me um, because it's 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 been a stall. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is about timing. I mean, you, you know, wanting financial abundance and doing little things to help it and <clears throat> being able to achieve it are not always um, in line. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, think of it more like this. You could be the best manifester in the world, but if the timing was no good, you couldn't manifest much at all. Mm -hmm. So if you were the best in the world and your goal was to manifest, you know, $500,000, you'd be lucky to manifest 5000 right? Okay. And this is assuming you were the best manifester in the world, 
Okay, <laughs> so that was just an example. I'm not using those figures as a as right. a relative anything, right? right? So, I guess what I'm trying to highlight is that don't be disheartened because of the timing um, of the year and things that are going for you now. You can manifest away, and you wouldn't get a lot of um, positive reinforcement or positive feedback on that manifestation that you're putting out of abundance. So. A lot about a lot of this is also about when you do that manifestation and you're you're putting out that abundance, that financial abundance manifestation in whatever form you're doing, rather than think of it like, you know, I really would like to manifest it now because I really need it, etc. Think of it more like this. You know, in the next two years, I would love to have this. And this is what I want to create. I'm not going to put the time limit on it because I know it's hard right now. This year is difficult. So let's put all my energy in this manifesting over the next two years. So where it's possible, it's going to manifest. In the good time, you'll probably get more. In the bad time, you might not get much at all. But the energy that you're expending, the visualization that you're doing is not wasted. Okay. Um, and you said you were using cinnamon, is that? Uh -huh. Yes. How do you use that? Incense mm. and hair oil. Mm -hmm. mm. For you, I would say when you're doing these um, abundance visualizations or manifestations, I would probably recommend more like sandalwood. Okay. Because when I look at your energy, to me, that is a much better meld. Uh -huh. um, because one thing that sandalwood does for you is not only helps you cleanse everything around you and within you, it, it, if, uh, I'm trying to imagine how to visualize it, to, to say it in words. If you can imagine this incense is around you and like you're in a closed room, so you're burning it and it's very, very smoky, for example, uh -huh. and you were to open the door and then it starts whiffing. If you can imagine, sandalwood for you, it will whift around you and then whift up through your crown chakra and go up towards the sky, the universe, whatever. Okay. And for you, you have that direct link that goes up, which is really beautiful. So one thing that the sandalwood will do is help refocus on your crown and circle up to upstairs where you are going to be creating things. Okay. Okay. Um, so... For you, I would suggest using that. Um, another thing, when you're doing your visualization, um, I would probably suggest you also use blue tourmaline, the crystal, okay. um, if you can get hold of one. And also, let me see, maybe um, mm, 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 yeah, actually probably amethyst, a nice easy one to get. And, you know, just have them around you in your hand or nearby. It doesn't have to be a fancy one, just, just those pieces. Because, you know, I'm looking at energy at the moment and, you know, people's energy changes all the time. So mm -hmm. what, what I say today and what you might do in, in six months could be different. But for me at the moment, these are things that will help balance you around a bit, but also open up those channels within you that are ready for abundance. Okay. Okay. Um, the thing is, these are not specific to financial abundance. 
So it will, could be abundance in anything. I mean, okay. good things. <laughs> so, you know, suddenly you might have an abundance of family call you or, <laughs> you know, um, a good health, which is only good, right? You know, but right. it's all things in abundance that are positive. So either way, I like the, the, those stones for you. So, uh, okay. Uh, now, did I answer that question then? Or yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Sorry. My brain has gone off on a little bit of a tangent there. Okay. So it was money. What was the other one? Children. Children. Which children in specific? Uh, I have a daughter and I have a son. Right now, um, I'm mainly going through, well, they both are having some challenges and I just would like some direction on how to best help them on their journey. Mm. So which one is older? The daughter? My son. The son? How uh -huh. old is he now? 18. Pardon, 18, did you say? Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Would you say that he can be sometimes, um, uh, what is the word? Um, not introvert, but sometimes doesn't say much. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he still waters. <laughs> that's a good term i like that um okay well that's good i'm seeing the right kid then um you know he's got a lot going on in his head like, yes you know, oh i'm sorry <laughs> it's all right you, you know some people just got so much stuff going on in their head you wonder how they can think clearly because there's just too much going on you know and, and it's like a you know trains whoosh 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 <laughs> One of the, his challenges is going to be slow to try and slow his mind down, and it will come. It will come in a in time, not quite yet, but it will come, and it's something that he has to learn to harness himself. I think he's starting to be aware of that mm -hmm. fact because mm -hmm. his his thinking is a bit disjointed, so his conversations sometimes are a bit disjointed, um, and when he has to start communicating more on a longer term like you know when you talk with people you can talk for five minutes and you have disjointed thoughts people don't really notice but if you have to talk for 20 minutes it starts to become apparent and people are a bit like what did you just say um and he will start to see that that disjointedness is there and he will do his own autocorrect with that but it will take him some time to learn a technique that works for him. So I wouldn't worry about that so much. It's just a learning process. Let me put it like this. By the time he's, mm, time he's 23, most of this will sort itself out. By the time he's 35, you won't recognize him because <laughs> he, the way he speaks, the way he acts is not the same as the boy that you knew. And, that, and I jumped that far ahead just to show you how far he is going to go. Uh-huh. Okay. Right? It's not going to be get, get, you know, a bit better in early 20s and that's it. No, he will keep getting better. Right. And really, by the time you get to 35, you, you just won't. No one would believe he is the same kid, <laughs> you know, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, um. You will find that over the next few years, he does have a few problems, but I mean, at his age, who doesn't? Nothing that I would worry about. I think the only things that you really can do for him is just remind him of who he is, the person you brought him up to be, and let him do the rest, because he'll figure it out. Okay. You did a good job with him, so just let him, just let him keep on chuffing. 
Okay. Okay, and so daughter, how old is she? Seven. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. You know, I would almost say she's a bit of a late bloomer. I, I don't. I suspect you have not seen her go through the petulant adolescent stage yet. You might think you have, but I don't think so. I think you have more to come. No, 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 no. I don't want any more to come. <laughs> right now, we're going through enough. It's, but it's, it's been it's been H E double two picks right now. when you're prepared it's always easier to handle for her i tell you it's all hormones it really is and some (laughs) people they just you know they peak longer later and longer other people peak early and short you know there's just no telling but with her i'd say she's peaked a bit later and it'll be a bit longer um you know you just gotta bite your tongue it's everything that happens is water on a duck's back and treat it like that. The more you can do that, the less this will affect you. You cannot make her, compel her to do what you want. I mean, you, to, a degree, to a degree you can, but she has to learn herself what is right, what is wrong, what is good behavior, what is bad behavior. And what she can do at home and what she can get away with outside are not the same things. People outside will teach her those lessons. You don't need to teach everything. It's hard for you to go through, hard for you to bear, but you cannot change what she's doing to you. The rest of the world can teach her what is the correct way to go. Okay. I got I got a little concerned because she gets a little stubborn and she's held on to Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction and it's whatever I want my world my world my world right now and um, (laughs) I I, I took all of that away from her and it's been a challenge um, with uh, trying to guide her and into uh, this the, the phase that she is sometimes I forget she's 17 Mm, mm. we talk on the spiritual things and 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 so it's like when she gets stuck as she is it's like where did that come from did you forget your foundation did you forget what worked for you did you forget what brought you happiness how come you're doing something totally different and we're continually clashing Mm, mm. and it came to a head a few days ago and and i know that this is not the way to go so i just needed some help on which way to go and uh, you know what one of the things about kids like her and I by that I mean with that age group the hormones the the uh, the attitude the the way she thinks etc and the things that she's been exposed to it, it is very difficult to reach out and connect to their brain in many ways because of course they know better and we're old and don't know anything <laughs> and the sooner we admit it the better our lives will be sort of thing <laughs> you know you're like "Uh uh-huh yes okay (laughs) i really wish i could let you sink but i'm not going to (laughs) yeah Um, every time i try it's like no i can't do it (laughs) i know i know i hear you (laughs) one of one of the approaches that you'll probably find works well with her is 
trying to show her examples of things that she is trying to manifest, right? So, oh, we're coming up to the break. Could you just hold on? And if by any chance we happen to lose anyone, please be patient and Laura will dial you back in. We're having a few problems with the Skype. Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures in Reality with myself, Kathy Ma. Andrew Bartzis is not here today. The Galactic Historian is off doing all things galactic and will be back next week. And for those of you that wanted to contact us for a private reading, please go ahead and contact Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-E-N-O-C-H at galactichistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So, um, Lani, have we yes. managed to hold on to you? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Skype is being a bit funny. So if we do lose you, we will get back in again. <laughs> okay. okay, so we have looked at money we've looked at your son and we're talking about the daughter mm-hmm. so one of the things that, um, that I wanted to uh, sort of suggest when you're dealing with the daughter um, of who's in this kind of place that she is at that age with the hormones raging etc that's really kind of not listening to anyone um, from family <laughs> who's an adult <laughs> Um what, one of the things I'd like you to do is really highlight the things that she has been trying to manifest um, because often you'll find with with her, like when I look at her energy, to me it's like, yes, she does want to manifest things and she does have a, um, a single-minded belief that she can, you know, wish for something and it will manifest, which, you know, in an ideal world that could be possible – but then we'd all be trillionaires and not working. Um, yes. <laughs> and I know she thinks she she's better than us in manifesting, so she can do it. And in, in a sense, I get that. But one of the things I would like you to highlight to her is let us put this to the test. Look at around you, like even the town you're living in, or you can make it as big as a, a global kind of thing. If, it is true that one person such as herself can really manifest such great things. Why not do something that's more helpful to humanity or to the world? For example, why not see if she can find a specific person who has hit hard times and make a difference in their life with her manifestation? Because that way she will start to understand what it takes you have to break it down you can't just manifest a better life for someone you have to then look at certain specifics like what is it that you want to help them with is it that you want them to have more food on the table is it that you want them to have a house or clothing or be reunited with a son that they haven't seen whatever it is whatever issue touches her heart and ask her if she will help them with the manifestation and she can chart it as she goes through time but this will, it, it's almost like asking her to do a grown-up thing with grown-up insight, grown-up values, and then see the improbability of making the goals too high, how one must set it lower, uh, 
I guess not lower is not the right word, but different goals bit by bit to then achieve a whole picture. Mm-hmm. Because when she can look outside herself and because she is a wonderful, loving person. And so asking her to do good for someone is absolutely up her alley. Then she'll start to truly understand the challenges. And the more she understands the challenges that she's facing to help someone else, the more she will start to see the challenges that really do face her. Okay. Because it's it's giving her a dose of realism, but in a nice way because you're asking her to do something good, which she can choose. Um, but then because it's not herself and you, she does not going to have that single mindedness about it, it becomes easier to cut up in her mind. <clears throat> does that make sense for you? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Cause I think you'll have a lot of success with that technique with her because when she can realize that, then she will actually go back and look at what she's been thinking she's manifesting or putting out there and realize that she has to, you know, rather than, um, try and manifest the million dollars, she will then try and manifest good grades to get into college, to get into medical school, to get into a good job. So it's pretty much like um, find ways to eat an elephant, you know, one bite at a time. Exactly. Okay. And why you would need to. Right. Right. And a way, and putting it in a way that you're not telling her, you're just showing her this is a, a problem. How would you solve it? Because she will quickly analyze it and realize she can't just um, manifest, a, you know, a happy life for someone. How does she cut that up? And when she learns how to cut that up, she'll start to see how it has to happen for her too. And the okay. eerie thing about it is she she might even ask you for your advice. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> I, I'm thinking she might she might be eavesdropping on this call though, but we'll see later. Well. <laughs> In that case, there's no harm in it because yeah. if if she truly is right in her belief, then this should be no problem. Right. She can prove you wrong. She can poo-poo you and show you. <laughs> we, we, we're all open to that. We'd love her to do yes. that. Y'all, yes, know? I definitely would. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And um, then see what she did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to update us in a few months and tell us what happened. <laughs> Um, Okay, so did we cover that okay? Yes, thank you very much. Okay, so what was the other two? Um, I think it's really concerning me right now. I'm going to squish out some sum and talk about the dreams. uh, I've been having some attacks in my dreams, and I've I've also kind of uh, had some indication that there's another entity, another person sending uh, negativity my way. Mm Mm-hmm. In your dream, or that's a separate thing. Um, in in my dream, um, as well as um, uh, in my spirit. Okay, so in your dream, what do you mind describing a little bit of what happened? Uh, just uh, ooh, uh, it can get long. I'm gonna try to sum it up. Um, a couple was looking for a house, and the groom's mother said he'd buy the house. She paid for the house. The real estate agent did a voodoo with a string, and the the uh, groom's mother was a judge. So the the bride and groom went to the judge, his mother, and stood in front of her bench. And just as he was asking the mother, because it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars over the budget, the house was. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
real estate agent did a string, uh, like a piece of hair string, a white piece of hair string. Mm-hmm. And um, it landed on the judge's shoulder. And she said yes to the, um, the, the bride and groom. And um, I woke up from that dream a little startled because there was something messing with my face. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like it, how you take a piece of hair and put it in someone's nose or on their yeah. ear. Yeah. So I woke up like that and uh, I pulled off of my eyelash uh, that same string that I saw in my dream. Mm-hmm. And then last night I... Um, I uh, got I got attacked where I couldn't breathe, I couldn't talk, and I woke up in excruciating pain. Um, and the person, another person in my dream, helped me up and pretty much got the person off of me. It was it was somebody I couldn't even see who it was, um, but it uh, I I had I was in a car accident, so I already have pain in my back. Mm. And so when I woke up, it was the worst pain I ever felt. And it was also sharp when I tried to breathe in hard, take deep mm-hmm. breaths. So that, and then for the last week or two, I've been having pretty graphic um, sexual dreams where there's been no actual intercourse, but there's been a lot of sex. I don't know how to put that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. So... When in the second dream, <clears throat> when <clears throat> you were held down by someone that you couldn't see, you then wo- tr- pretty much work yourself up. And a- at that time in your dream as well, someone you knew was helping you up at, and uh, pushing the attacker off. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I was in the doorway and I couldn't breathe. Somebody was on me. I couldn't talk. It was as if my mouth was being muffled. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the person was whose house I was over, but that person of the house came and helped me up. And in helping me up, got the person off of me mm-hmm. and I was able to breathe. I was, I, 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 I was found some kind of way to garble out help, help. Mm-hmm. Well, w- when I look at that particular dream, to me, it's, um, when you wake up and you, you kind of couldn't move, I mean, it's like a type of sleep paralysis. And for me, what I see is your body, like your, how can I put it? It's like your spirit has popped out. You're like astral traveling at that particular moment. So Mm -hmm. you're not really within your body. So when there is an attack on the body, you're not really that aware of it. And when I mean attack on the body, it could actually be an actual physical attack, uh, you know, in the physical world, or it could be a psychic attack within your dream. Uh, you know, there's a whole myriad of things that it could be. But to me, it's it's like when this person was trying to help you, it's almost jolted you back into mm-hmm. your body. And because you've come back too early, you've experienced some sleep paralysis, which means, um, you know, the way I interpret that is you wouldn't have been able to move easily for a little while because your whole being is coming back into your body and it takes a few moments to really connect with everything and then to experience what's going on within your body. And when I look at the energy around this dream, to me, it's it really is very much like a warning um, and not like a super scary, awful warning, but it's a warning to you that if you are going to be 
exploring other realms, especially in dream time, whether you're aware of it or not, you really need to spend more time to protect your bedroom and you. Like whenever people pop out of their body, your body is left unattended in in, in a sense. And, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are better words I could use, but let's just use that for now. So one of the things you need to do is make sure that everything within your bedroom is intact, it's protected, that your body as a being is protected. Um, so one of the things you can do is, of course, uh, one of the big things that Andrew suggests is doing the four corners of your room, four corners of your bed. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar with it, you can go to his site and, and look at that. Um, but apart from that, one of the things that you can do is you can definitely have things like black tourmaline around you, even if it's just as a decoration or you put it near your bed, near your, your body when you're asleep. That will help keep you, mm, let's call it secure okay. to a certain degree. Okay, and for me, I would say that's probably somewhere that you just need to start at. I wouldn't go too way out there because I don't see that you're, you know, going that far away. But mm-hmm. whenever you are jumping into these realms and you're not familiar with it all yet, you haven't really harnessed everything you can do, it's important to protect it because as you do it more and more, you will find that you get better and better at staying connected to your bo- to your physical body. And that isn't such an issue. But if you can imagine your your soul, your being has temporarily skipped out and is lolling around having fun up there and there's no warning for it to come back because there are things around, whatever that may be, dangers of any type, then you need to formulate a better alarm system from Mm -hmm. the spiritual you to the physical you. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. (laughs) I appreciate keeping it simple. I get it. Yeah. So for me, that's that particular dream. Okay, and then we go to the dream about the um, bride and groom that are buying the house with Mm -hmm. the judge, uh, asking the judge for money, and there's something on her, a hair that falls on her, and then you wake up feeling a hair on your face. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, I look at that, and that really is telling you that you really need to be aware of people around you. It's it's a warning of sorts in terms of like a premonition-y kind of warning. To me, that t- tells me when I'm looking at it that someone is coming up with trickery and your own psyche is aware of it and it's just alerting you that let's call it this year to be simple, there's trickery coming up. So you need to be aware of it because what you think it is and what it is are not the same thing. Okay. So – to me, let's call that, let's categorize it for the sake of categorizing as a premonition kind of dream of warning you to be careful. Yeah. Okay. And then the other dream, now let me think. So it was, they were, the other? they were, uh, oh, the sexual dreams. Yes. Yeah, the sexual, uh, one was, uh, uh, two were semi kind of rape dreams and um sex dreams they were all just sex some some yeah <clears throat> have you been um doing like more exercise than normal no i've been in a car accident so i haven't been doing nothing i've been hurting so you you've just done you know i'm asking you this because to me it's obviously 
partly aligned with your kundalini is awakening right so yeah. if you haven't been doing more exercise then something that you've been doing has been awakening awakening that kundalini within you and when you haven't harnessed it for a while it's it can be shocking i mean you know we're powerful women you know <laughs> when you at least that it's like whoa <laughs> look out world <laughs> so for me i even though some some of the dreams might be on the good side some on the bad side i i don't panic because to me okay. it's like your kundalini which is partly let's call it sexual energy the sexual and sexual side of the kundalini is awakening it's uncoiling and when you uncoil it after it's been you know sort of put away for a little while it, it just unleashes an incredible amount of energy um, and it, it is a good thing it really is a good thing because once it starts getting unleashed and it's starting to realign and go back through your body overall your sense of well-being is always good because okay. it reminds you what a great thing it is to be alive and to feel in your body so you know this, it, it, it's very interesting to me that you if you've had such a terrible car accident and you haven't been able to move much i would say that you're looking at this as a very good sign because that means the energies within you are starting to move again so whatever has been stuck due to this injury is starting to become a bit unstuck it's starting to reinvigorate within itself so it, you know it can be daunting it can be scary because you you know it's suddenly all this energy is enhanced but it it's a good thing okay hmm did that answer your question yes it helped a whole lot <laughs> all right so you had one more right um, well, we, uh, my, uh, my spiritual walk, and I think that's in alignment with the next step that I should go. I really don't want to, I want to focus on doing natural healing classes or something in there. And, um, I have, I know I have another conversation going on that has hindered me for most of my life of doing this as a, as a money maker, as a business. So I'm kind of at the place right now where I can pretty much do whatever it is I want. And I just want this next step to set me up to go to Belize and retire. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want much to do. <laughs> that's, that's my ultimate plan. Just like within the next year to be in Belize retired. You're going to have to get your daughter to start manifesting. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> You know, when I look at your spiritual journey, I think that you certainly have had a great awakening. Some of it has been hard. Um, some of it, it, you know, big hurdles to overcome. But to me, you know, going down the path of exploring healing and especially hands-on healing, I think will do wonders for you. I don't know that it would be something that you would take on board as a, mm, a full-time thing or even part profession because to me you're going to get more out of it on a personal level than you're ever going to get out of it on a bigger level and when you get more out of it on a personal level your interest is going to change like okay make this up for example you're thinking about doing um three different types of healing modalities just to learn about it and see what it's all about and see if you have more awakening but once you do the modalities in actual fact 
you learn so much about yourself that you realize those things don't hold interest for you. In fact, you're like want to go way up there and do, you know, quantum physics kind of stuff and explore <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't possibly imagine yet where this is I going mean, to take that's, you. That's, that's so me. I, I, I am a massage therapist. I want to get a live blood microscope. I want to learn how to do iridology. I want to um, do all of that. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to get the equipment so I can do the biofeedback because I know there's frequencies involved with some of the way that our body moves. So don't get me started. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah. let me put it. Let me let me put it in a ballpark for you. Uh-huh. Let's say over the next year or so, you will actually learn more. It mm. will be great, but you will get out of it more than you learn in many ways because what you think you're going to get out of it and what actually you get out of it is different but what you actually get out of it from the way i see it is much better because you be you're actually reclaiming pieces of yourself you understand more about yourself and how you can do your own personal development the way you want to on your terms so it's very empowering and it's very uh rewarding um but once you get in that place the next thing that you will find that you want to do has nothing to do with what you're looking at right now. <laughs> uh, right. So, so it, it, and it's exciting and all that, but it's just, <laughs> you must tell me <laughs> when you uh, get to that spot, what it is. <laughs> okay. I sure will. Cause this has been my passion forever. But it's something I can do in my sleep. Uh, you need, you have a problem with this. Take some oregano oil. Oregano oil kills everything, you know. What you're going to come into, though, is just so good. I mean, I look at what's coming up for you and the energy around you, and it's really exciting times. It's exciting times because you're reclaiming so many parts of yourself. You're becoming so much more whole than you have ever felt and the power that you feel within yourself is strong. I mean, really strong. And you just know things. You know, people will say, oh, are you psychic? Because you just seem to, how did you know that? And it's it's more of, yes, part of you is psychic, yes. But it's more about you have an all-around knowingness. And mm-hmm. I don't know what you tap into either. But you tap into something <laughs> that you just know stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I feel that a lot when I come up with uh, oil blends or herbal blends to help people. I don't know where that stuff comes from, but uh, it comes and I put it together and it works. Mm, mm. Well, I, don't, I don't question that anymore. I just flow with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the main thing is that it works and it's positively, you know, affecting yeah. people. And yeah. their feedback is all the justification or verification that you need, isn't it? Yeah, which um, which my friends um, are kind of like, hey, you know, this stuff costs money. You need to get paid. It costs you money. You can't just keep giving everything away. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that eternal struggle. Don't we know it all? <laughs> I'm sure there are thousands of listeners out there that are all saying, yeah, I know. I hear you. <laughs> If only we could do it all for free, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I was just uh, contemplating whether I should give uh, natural living classes and just not charge anything and just accept donations. Sometimes it's a risk, but sometimes 
you will get more in donations than what you actually charge. So um, when you were saying about reclaiming pieces of myself, I was going to be doing something. I actually have started that coming up with the classes and what I'm going to share and and coming up with how to help other people walk mm -hmm. a natural living life where they're they're getting back in touch with earth and with nature and with the spiritual and with their minds and getting mm -hmm. of our minds. So You know, I like your concept, but there has to be an energy exchange of some type for this type okay. of thing. So if you are concerned that some people might not have the money or don't want to pay the money, then they can barter something with you. Okay. There's, there's nothing wrong with bartering or even if it's bartering just their time to be an assistant, to hand out brochures, pack up chairs, whatever it is. But there has to be some exchange because what you have to offer or what you have to teach must have that because by not having it, you almost diminish what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then there's that conversation. Yeah. What is, what's, the, what's the saying? Uh, you, you, the value, if you don't work for it, then you, it's not valued. And I guess that, that I, I can hear that, and that's not exactly what you're saying, but how I hear it for me is that um, one of the most frustrating things for me is to put this energy into something and you take it and put it on the shelf. I will take it back. <laughs> I, I don't want if I give you some herbal something or give you anything and you just put it on the shelf I guarantee it I'm going to tell you that I'm going to take it back if you don't use it <laughs> because I've got people that can use it <laughs> that's right but that's, that's because it didn't cost you anything so yes. you're going to put it on the shelf so I, I, I see what you're saying yeah it, it's about value and devalue right yeah. and it's also about people's intent like if someone really cannot pay for something, then their intent is is there, and they will. Even if you can't think of what you could barter, you can ask them. Well, we'll have to do something in trade. What can you do for me? You I, I do that. I do that in my business, in my in my tax business sometimes. So I I I truly love barter. Mm. I truly oh. love bartering. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, sometimes you get things that are well worth more than what you were charging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, well, I can't do that. For them, it's easy, but <laughs> there's I mean, no way I can do that. <laughs> exactly. I can't put in an electrical socket, but you can. Okay, hey, look. <laughs> you need an electrical <laughs> socket put in. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I tried to do that, and I electrocuted myself twice. <laughs> I, I was told because of course I think I can do everything so I was told I call myself changing the fan and my friend is an electrician he said don't ever touch it, anything electronic <laughs> <laughs> I, hear, I hear him I hear him well thank you for calling Lani that's the thank music you. so thank you thank so, you so much, much for yeah. helping everyone as well with talking about everything you've really touched a lot of people today so we'll be back after the ad. And Sarah, I know you're on hold. We probably will lose you during this break. If so, can you please call back? Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, for your patience. Thank you, Kathy.
Welcome back, everyone, to Adventures into Reality with myself, Kathy Ma, and uh, normally the amazing Andrew Bartzis, galactic historian, but he is not here today. He is out doing all things galactic and will be back next week. If you'd like to learn more about him, please check out his website at andrewbartzis.com. If you'd like to learn more about me, please check out my website, which is kathyspearlsofwisdom.com. That's Kathy with a K. And if you've got any great feedback about the show that you'd like to share with us, please go to our websites and shoot us an email. And I apologize for us having a few technical difficulties with the show today. So, again, the lines are back open. So, if you would like to call in, you can either Skype Laura Lee Solomon, um, but you need to add Laura Lee to your Skype contact as she is the one who's putting you through. If she has not accepted and confirmed you on her Skype contact list, she can't put you through. And for those of you who would like to call, Laura's number is 1 for US, 956-217-0261. And the station is 1 for US, 347-688-2902. And we'll try and get you through onto the show. But remember, we have a lot of calls coming in, so you have to either be patient if the lines are sounding busy, it's because everyone's calling and Laura will try to get to you if she can. And for those of you that would like to book a private session with Andrew or myself, please go ahead and contact Tanok at Tanok at GalacticHistorian.com. That's T-N-O-C-H at GalacticHistorian.com. And we'll be able to get to the bottom of your issues and help you see a better way ahead. So, Sarah, are you here? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for being so patient with our technical issues. No problem. Thank <laughs> so you, Laura, co- for connecting me and also oh. to Lani. It was really interesting listening to her. Oh, yes. Very interesting. And a lot of the things she brought up, you know, many of us are going through those kind of issues. So it's really great to know that you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Always so, Sarah, where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from Edinburgh in Scotland. Oh, Edinburgh, Scotland. And yeah. what kind of issues would you like to look at today? Um, well, I think it's two main things that are going on at the moment. One is my living situation and the other is work. And oh. um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much they're connected, um, but they're both kind of fairly acute um, situations at the moment. So my living situation is very... Uh, difficult and I think I'd like to start with with that one okay so when you say difficult you mean should you move should you not move that sort of yeah yeah um I feel like I should move um but I want to make sure that I'm not sort of throwing out the baby with the bathwater and I just (laughs) I guess you know I just I guess I want to check whether there's something else that I should be putting into the current situation or some role that I need to play in that group because it's a group of people or whether it, it is correct like you feel like just walking away but I don't actually know where I would walk to okay um cell phone can you please put your mute, your microphone on mute because your sound is coming through um so when you say Sarah that there is a group that is affected do you mean like a family or um i live in a housing co-op so i guess a little bit like a commune and there's uh, eight of us 
And there's been quite a lot of issues over the last few months since I moved in, actually, since mm -hmm. December. And there's one uh, particular situation at the moment that's very acute, and I'm actually staying elsewhere at the moment, so I'm not I'm not physically in my house right now. Um, and I just I, I think my feeling is just that there's kind of insurmountable problems okay. and that it's you know not really for me to, to be a part of that okay I get what you mean um, well you know when I look at your situation the energy around you I would say I concur that it is very difficult I do not see this e these issues being resolved in a mm -hmm. positive way for you um, yeah. Because to me, it's not just one or two. That there's actually quite a few issues that are all, you know, in a way they're separate, but in a way they're kind of <clears throat> aligned, shall we say? Um, yeah, I feel that as well. And I guess I've been trying to separate them, but I keep coming back to the sense that they're not really separate. Yeah, I, I don't think that you can separate them all, and, and that's yeah. one issue. Um, but let's just look at the big picture, so to speak. When I look at where you are in this um, joint place, let's call it, uh, I don't really love the energies for you, to be honest. I don't think it's a very positive um, environment for you to be in. For me, it's like since you've been there, I, apart from these issues that you're having, I would imagine it, things in your life have been difficult. There's always hurdles. And, you know, if it's something freaky could have happened, it did happen. Um, and in many ways, we look at this as it's kind of like a, a luck thing, I guess you could call it. Like when you look at um, a home and the people in it, um, and now I'm talking more on a feng shui point of view, uh -huh. everyone within that dom domicile, that domain, that area is influencing each other. And to me, it's like there's too much close proximity and the way, let's say, the years that they're born, the energies that they have, etc., just do not blend with yours in a positive way. And you have a few people in there that are very dominant and they just won't get out of your face, basically. So for you, it's difficult to thrive. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I agree with everything you're saying, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, definitely I would suggest a move um, because yeah. for me this is is too chaotic, the energy is too chaotic and it just won't end well for you. And yeah. if you continue to stay in that environment, you will just have more angst, you will get upset, it will start to affect your health because you're very sensitive to these kind of things. When people upset you, you internalize it a lot. Um, you know, and when you've got that many people involved, it's very difficult for you to cre create that boundary around you let's call it of of um sanity wellness uh, get away from me <laughs> kind of energy um one of the issues i see for you though is it, it's going to be financial um when you yeah. do look for something else um that is going to be a big consideration because the places that you would like or love to um be in i think are going to be too expensive or just too it could even be reachable, but you would have to tighten your belt so much that I don't know that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. um, what I would suggest to you in the short term is why don't you consider renting something with an older couple for a while? Right. 
just to get back on your feet, to get your energies back together, to get your stability back, um, mm-hmm. to get a harness on your finances, to reevaluate. Because to me, I think the next step that you make, the next break or the next place that you'll want to move to is not that close by. It's further away. So a move will actually be required. Um, yeah. I like the move, though. Don't be scared yeah. of the move. Um, because I know yeah. parts of you want to do it, but parts of you are like, I don't think so. Um, it's <laughs> all too unknown. It's too scary. And, you know, and you've got a thousand reasons why it couldn't work. What I want you to do with this time where let's call it your re-harnessing everything, your realigning everything and your doing a little nest egg accumulation is start to really think about where do you see yourself in the next five years. I want you to think longer term because that will help you understand why you need to move because where you are isn't going to get you where you want to be. You don't necessarily have to move to where you want to see yourself in five years, but you've got to make those steps to make the change so that you can foster a good thing to happen for you so that you can make another jump to where you want to be. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, very much. I I feel like I do know where I want to be longer term, and it's always a question of, you know, what's the next smaller step? And it's good that you're saying, um, you know, I, I it's, it's a good idea to, to leave um, the house where I am now and even just move somewhere temporarily because that, you know, that's the thing when, like I've moved around a lot in my life and every time I move it's as if all the big questions come and then, you know, it's too much to think about rather than <laughs> just, you know, rather than yeah. say, like chill out for a minute. Just, just go to the next best place or even just go to a safe place. It doesn't have to be the next permanent place. It can be temporary. Mm. You like know, at but the moment, we want to look at something that's more like a haven for you. So you can haven, just yeah. rejuvenate, regenerate, reassess everything and help you be more calm within every ounce of your being so that you can plan where you want to go next. One of the things that you need to really think about is what is it that makes you happy? I know this sounds very ridiculous and simple, but these this is the issue I want to challenge you with. What makes you very happy? Because what you've been doing is guiding yourself, your life, a lot about what you think is best rather than what makes you happy. Um, one of the things, how can I put this? For you and your energy, you need to honor what makes you happy. If you can honor what makes you happy, what is best for you will by default come. I mean, this doesn't happen for everyone, but for you, this is how it's going to happen. So you need to think about more you than uh, your gain, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm putting that very well. Uh, no, I think I know. I, I feel like I've been I've been realizing that for myself more recently. Um, that really, yeah, the happiness comes first. Um, yeah, I do. I do resonate with with what you're saying. Um, 
Mm. I guess I feel like I'm already on that path. But what you're saying is just keep reminding myself, just keep asking myself that question. Mm. It's it's a difficult one because, you know, you're such a wonderful, warm, fuzzy being, you know, which is lovely. I really love it. But at the same time, because you're that yummy, wonderful, warm, fuzzy being, you don't consider yourself and your needs as high priority. Mm. You think more about what is best for you. And it's time for you to start thinking about what is going to um, not only make you happy, but what is going to enrich you as a being, not necessarily further anything within you or your career or anything like this, but just enrich you. Like, okay, I'll use an example. Um, Let's say uh, you've... um, base decisions for upon where the next good job is going to be or closer to a relative or something like this, which which are all good decisions. I'm saying rather than do that, you need to think about, you know, you love the smell of daisies. You need to move somewhere where there's tons of daisies around you because every day when you wake up and you smell those daisies, you'll be so invigorated and feel so good that you won't be able to stop smiling till you go to sleep. Right, yeah. <laughs> So are you say are you saying it's more about how I feel, you know, day to day, rather than, um, rather than, you know, what can I achieve here or or, yes, like yes, are you saying that my my version of success is is really much more based on the day to day, what enriches me, what makes me feel good, what makes me happy, and then what I have to give will just come automatically. Um, kind yeah, of. <laughs> uh, well, not exactly. It's more like um, you're at a time now where you need to think more about what makes you happy every day on a day-to-day, like, let's say like smell of the daisies, as opposed yeah. to what would be the smart thing to do and choose an, a town that has loads of jobs that you need. Yeah. Because if you can find the place that makes you happy day to day, you will already by, um, let's call it psychic instinct, already have chosen the place that will give you everything that you want, even though you may not have considered that as a place. You need to find the place that makes you happy and then you will see that you have chosen the right thing because you have chosen the happiness over the smart the intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I get what you're saying. I I I guess I just I feel like I do do that. Like and that gets me in trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. Ah. But do you do that? I mean, you don't have to answer me today. That's what I'm asking. That's I'm, what I'm, asking I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to think about this over the next yeah. week. Yeah. Look yeah. at all the decisions you've made. Have you made it just because it made you happy or has it been you've had other rationale why you've moved there, you know, because it's easy to deceive yourself into Mm -hmm. doing whatever it is that you want um, by packaging it some other way. It's Mm -hmm. the hardest thing 
to look at yourself and really see what the truth is. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. There's no judgment there. It's just saying that right now what you need in your life is to base your decisions on happiness, what makes you happy day to day, because you will instinctively have chosen the rest by default even though you don't know it. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Trust yeah. your happiness instinct. Look for the happy-o-meter and go to 10. <laughs> Okay. And it can be it can be anything. It can even be silly to you. You could choose a place like, oh, they have the best candy there. You know, I I love that candy. I must move close to have that candy every day. <laughs> you know, okay. it doesn't matter what what the reason is, as long as you know that that's going to make you happy. Yeah, yeah. That's but I. Okay, but I want you to, to find something in the interim first to get out of the environment you're in, to get all those energies out of yeah. your system, I mean, that helps out of your a lot. field. Just know, yeah, the first thing is to get away from there and not mm -hmm. to worry about, you know, the next place being, you know, the next perfect place. It just needs to be a haven. Yes. Just, you know, to me, it uh, looks like you can get something with an older couple which is, is great. Like, they want the company, they need some help, you need the nice haven. It's a mutually working out situation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah. Well, that's helpful. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So, um, did we answer the moving question? Yes, we've answered the moving question. <laughs> okay. So, moving on to the next question. <laughs> the other question was, was work and... Um, I've been I've been learning a lot about woodworking and I've been doing a lot of woodworking and that's where my mind went to when you were uh, just talking about uh, my happy place and what makes me happy mm -hmm. and this is a fairly new thing in my life um, but it's uh, it's something that has um, that I really love and that I really enjoy and I have been uh, volunteering with a group of people. Um, as part of a social enterprise and we learn a lot about woodworking and we sell the product we make and things like that and I'm at a point now where I want to take it to another level and I mean potentially this is something that I can do anywhere as in like any location wherever I move to but at the moment I do feel very um, connected to this particular um, social enterprise Mm -hmm. And um, I guess I'm just, I guess I just want to know if I'm on the right path with this um, and if it's a good idea to, uh, to continue as I'm, as I'm doing or whether, um, whether I could be branching out on my own a little bit more as well. When you say woodworking, what do you mean exactly? So most of it is green woodworking, so um, carving things like spoons, mm -hmm. um, spatulas, topping boards, things like that. So not like giant sculptures, interior designing things, more uh, everyday? Yeah, um, well, that's how we start, yeah, more kind of just basic things. Um, I feel like I could do a lot more with it. Um, and that's where I'm at now is I'm, I'm trying to um, create uh, a time and a space for myself where I can do my own uh, learning and experimenting as well as be part of the group. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that, um, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what, <laughs> you didn't do this all the time, though. You you did something else before, right? Yeah, this is a very recent thing. I only started doing this in sort of November, December time. Um, but are, are you asking what, what type of work I've done previously? Uh, okay, what type of work have you done previously? <laughs> is, that, is that what you're... No, no, but it's interesting, yes. No, do, do, do tell us. Uh, well, I've done a lot of different things. I've, I've worked with children, actually, for a long time. It's something that I sort of accidentally fell into about 10 years ago, and it's um, it's something that's um, been a fairly consistent part of my life, and that type of work finds me, and I, I still do that. I still do childcare, um, and I do it as and when it comes, but it's not something that I, you know, that I'm actively pursuing. Mm-hmm. But it's just something that I do, um, and um, I am also a trained dancer. I used to perform and teach. Um, I don't do it so much anymore, but I would like to pick it up again as a hobby. Uh, same with music. Um, yeah, what else? So I've it's a, a lot of things that are very creative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm asking you because it, it just seemed new to me. That was really why I asked. Um, it, it's almost when I look at your energy about what you're doing, it's it's a lot of hesitancy. Um, we're, we're coming up to the music. Why don't we wait for the break to be over and we'll pick this up. Okay. When I, I look at your energy, I see a lot of creativity. Um, and I know you're new to this uh, woodworking um, social group that you were talking about um you know i kind of like it but i kind of don't i like it because i think it's great Uh, you do good stuff but i don't like it as a long-term thing for you to me i think you'll find that the the range of what you're doing is too small Mm -hmm. at some point you're going to find it's not enough for you not fulfilling enough so i'm not saying don't do it i'm saying if you get to a point where you find it not as fulfilling as you had hoped or doesn't take you where you want it to go, don't be disheartened because to me this is like a very useful stepping stone to where you're going next. I do think that you are going to stay within the creative field. To me it's like you have so much to offer, so much to give. Um, Have you ever considered writing things to music? I mean, I know you said dancing oh. before. It's not really the same thing, I know. <laughs> but to me, I can't stop seeing, you know, uh, music notes in front of me. Um, wow. That's so, yeah, I, I, used to, I used to sing, and I've I've played instruments and things, but um, it just, it, at a certain point in my life, I decided to give dance more of my attention, and the music kind of went in the background, and then. Yeah, but music is very, very important to me. And, um, you know, when you say that I should follow my happiness more, that is definitely um, something that I was going to look at next. I was going to look at joining a choir, um, you know, and then I kind of got held back thinking about, well, where am I living and, you know, priority. <laughs> but, that pesky um, thing like living. <laughs> yeah, I have to live somewhere. So, um 
but yeah, music, singing, but you're saying write, writing songs maybe? Yeah. Or maybe let, let me put this thought into your head for something for you to consider and play around with in the, from let's say now, while, while you're still doing the woodwork stuff. Yeah. Think about putting words to music because I see a great affinity there. Um, and if you're having trouble with it, then think more small terms. Think more writing a jingle because that's something that you can do. You can sell from anywhere. It's a bit more commercial than what you probably have ever really thought about, but it does bring in the bacon. It's something that would come easily to you and something that you can do from anywhere. Mm-hmm. But while you, you, you're thinking about that on terms of, let's just call it a money-making part of it, you can start to really think about what does the music tones mean to you? Because to me, like very often people write the words, they hear the tune and they kind of meld it together. But for you, to me, when I look at your energy, you actually see the tone, you hear the tone, and then you put a word to it. It, It's like a, almost like a reversal way of looking at it. For someone like me who's not a big music person, that's the way I view it. (laughs) I don't want to step on any toes out there with people that are writing and putting things to music as to their process. Um, But for me, when I look at what you see, it's almost like you see the notes floating around in front of you, almost like going, you know, in front, zoom, left, right, and then circling. And from those notes, you suddenly see something that, only you can see, and then the words just suddenly match them, and then you find a way to put them together. Um, that's the best I can describe it. But to me, I think you'll find that if you started doing this, you would find that you can easily knock out, you know, if if I'm going to be commercial about it, you could easily knock out, you know, five songs in a year, no problem. Um, that would be attractive to other people for sale. Right. So that is something that I want you to think about. But while you're doing that, you can always consider the smaller version of something like a jingle to just bring the cash in so that, you know, you've got that pesky thing like living taken care of. (laughs) (laughs) This is so interesting. I love it. And do you see, do you think this is pretty much um, just a process that I would do on my own? It's not really other people involved in there. I think you would do it on your own. The the only part that I think that would involve other people is in the sale of it, like an agent or something or a broker, Mm -hmm. whatever uh, people are called like that in the industry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I Um, don't know. (laughs) Yeah, because you're not a really, you know, hard-nosed, go-for-the-jugular salesperson. So it would be better off to find yourself, uh, you know, someone, a bulldog, that will go and get it for you and make mm-hmm. it happen. You just have to do the creative side. Mm-hmm. That sounds um, great. But yeah. I really like that a lot for you. If you were to pursue, pursue something like that, I do think you will get a lot of personal gratification from it because you will love what you create. And I think in terms of financial, you will get rewarded for it quite well. So I like mm-hmm. that as a, a, a let's say, a, a going contention. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that that allows you also is the freedom to pursue anything else that you like at your leisure without having the pressure of creating. And, you know, like, for example, with the woodwork, it's like it is great, but for you to monetize it is difficult. 
So at a certain point, you're thinking, mm -hmm. oh, think no, I, I've got an order yeah. for, for 50 spoons and I just don't feel like making them today. <laughs> you know, because for <laughs> you, it's all about that creative juice and that energy coming out. So it allows you that time to do other creative things while not worried about where the next, you know, paycheck is coming from. Mm. No, that's fascinating. I never considered the music thing would be... Yeah, know, because you've you know, like the dancing instead. Yeah, so yeah, but, or I, just, you know. I never thought because it sounds like what you're saying is okay. The music thing is kind of the obvious thing for me to go to, and it would also, in a in a money sense, make make some sense. And I never considered that at all. Mm. Um, so, it, yeah, it, I mean, as I say, it was something I was going to pursue again anyway. But I guess I just have even more reason to do that now, and the you know just have yeah. a bit more direction with that and the woodworking as well, then I can take my time with that and, and just see where it takes me because it's definitely been such an amazing thing for me and it's been a real catalyst as well. And, you know, I don't know where it's going to take me. Maybe, you know, maybe this is just, like I say, maybe it's just the catalyst for my creativity right now and mm. then more something else or maybe not. I don't really know. Oh, wow, there but you music go. Is familiar to me. Like, yeah, I can pick that up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it, it's very interesting. The minute you touch that part of it, it will feel like coming home, I'm sure. But it's, okay. it's you know, it's a little bit out of what you've been thinking of, a little bit out of the box in a sense. So, you know, I keep that in your mind and just doodle with it because you'll find it comes easy. And when something comes easy, it it makes you happy. <laughs> Thank well, you. Thank you so much for calling in, Sarah. It's been great to talk to you, and thank you for putting up with all our technical difficulties today. <laughs> no, no worries. Thank you for for all that, um, for all the inspiration, and I have lots to think about now. Thank you. Great. All right. Thank you so much. Bye, Kathy. Bye. Wow, what an interesting call, and the technical challenges we've been facing. Very interesting. So, have we finally managed to get Sao Fong? Are you there? Hello, Sao Fong? Are you on mute? If you are on mute, you have to unmute Hello? the mic. Hello, Hello? welcome. <laughs> <laughs> My phone <laughs> went off, so I have to like sign in. I know, I know. I remember you trying to like, oh, no. get your technical difficulties last week also. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, Thank welcome, so Sao Where are you calling from? Uh, New York. New York. And what kind of questions would you like to talk about? Um, I'm wondering about uh, my career. Uh, right now, I teach yoga, I teach uh, Qigong, and I do a little bit of uh, holistic health counseling. Um, I feel like my daughter, my children are growing up now, and my last one's going to be in college in two years. And, you know, I really want to have some sort of career going. Mm-hmm. And um, I have just a wide interest in, in things. Um, so so is it what you mean, like at the moment you're doing the yoga and <clears throat> exploring some healing type of things, but you're wondering if there's something else for you out there? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like yoga and, and the energy healing is, is a very intermediate things that I'm doing now while my, you know, keep my time busy while my children are, are in school. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, 
when when they're out of the house, I have more time, or I will have a a more substantial career. Mm-hmm. Have you had formal training before, like uh, uh, at school? Yeah, I I majored in math when I was um, in college. Um, I was an actuary assistant, but I, I don't think I want to go back to that. Um, mm. uh, I was thinking of um, like or uh, maybe past life uh, regression, maybe studying that. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to I, I have studied a lot of uh, energy healing in the last couple of years. But, um, and, and then the other thing is I'm very creative. Like all of a sudden the last month and a half, like I, it, it, my, the idea just explode, like making jewelries. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I, not sure. You know, I, I look at your energy and it, it's like you, you've just got all these, you know, skills, it's just lots of skills. I mean, I'm sure I, you've just listed a lot, but I'm sure you have more that you haven't told us. Um, it's like you have been on a path where you've gone to pick up as many little bows as possible to add them to your belt, but you're just sort of chinking on the belt and not really contemplating what you're going to do with them. Um, and by that I mean, uh, you know, this is interesting, so I want to learn about that. You got good at that, and then, oh, there's this thing over here. I'm going to look at that. So. Um, your focus keeps shifting every time you've achieved something, every time you've mastered something to a degree, you then have another sparkly toy that's out there and you keep looking for another sparkly toy. And I know you said that a lot of this is because, you know, your biting time when your kids are still at school. But for me, when I look at your energy, I think a lot of this is not only just that. It's about that you're seeking something. You know, you keep searching for something and every time you explore something, you realize that wasn't it. It's not that they were no good. It's just that they're not giving you that sense of fulfillment. Um, And I know you think this is related to career, but in many ways I look at it and I don't think it's the same thing. To me, it's like it's more about you as a person. You as a person don't feel completely whole. And when you can't, when you don't feel completely whole, you're always looking for something that you think is going to give you that. Um, so I guess the point of me bringing this up here is I think we need to focus more on making you whole so that anything that you get attracted to or touch gives you a different kind of fulfillment rather than you looking for the fulfillment somewhere else. I don't know if I'm explaining that very well. Yeah, um, yeah, you are. Um, it, it, uh, I, I do dabble into a lot of things, and I, I try to uh, be proficient at it, um, but then always I get distracted. But, you know, in, in terms of uh, self-development, self-development, I, I thought I've done a lot, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy where I am now. So. I think a lot of it is you have to think of it more not that you haven't, completed something or mastered it it's more about you as a being you know you're a very um uh exact person you like to have you know a task looked at completed done ticked off you know and sometimes being a whole person is not that simple i wish it was but it's not um one of the things i guess i would like you to have a think about is and and you know, you, you're not going to be able to think about it all now, but I want you to, when you're doing your meditation, 
really start to think about who you are as a whole person. Okay, and by that, it's like, okay, I'm acknowledging I'm a daughter, I'm a partner, I'm a mother, I'm a, you know, a teacher, I'm all these things, and they make me who I am. I am a whole. But apart from all these things that make up who I am, who am I? What makes me whole? I want you to revisit that issue with yourself because what is it within you that you really are not acknowledging in a way. Uh, and I say this because I think you have all the pieces there. You just haven't put them all together yet. It's a lot more about accepting yourself as a complete being already. Like you need to be at a point where you can accept, I don't have a lot more to learn to be whole. I do know a lot of stuff. I have all these things. I need to acknowledge it. I need to be proud of myself. I need to be complete within myself. And the things that I am not happy with, that I believe I am not complete with, I need to address those. So, for example, if you have a, a relationship in the family that is just really a continuous thorn in your side, how will you address that? Maybe you can't win the issue, but how can you resolve it so that you are both or all of you happy and complete within it and can let it go because when you can let those things go then you realize you still are whole and it's all those issues that are going on for you within your life that I want you to start looking at because the more that you can see that you are whole the more that you can see you are fabulous you are this beautiful golden guiding light and you start to exude that more in that confidence in knowing that you're there, you're in that place. There's no more looking for it. You are in that place. When you can totally recognize that, when you can exude it in your acceptance and recognition of it, you will find that your path comes to you very clearly. Right now, you keep looking for it everywhere outside rather than look inside. It's a really great place to be in, but it's a really hard place to be in. It's great because you have everything you need. It's hard because it's hard to acknowledge it and hard to accept that you are in that place. It's almost like, um, and I've seen this in people before, it's almost like it's it's too um, oh, hard, oh no, hard's not the right word. Um, it, it, it feels wrong to be able to sit there and say, you know what, I am enlightened. I am good. I am fabulous. I exude love. I exude this. I am a great manifestator. Um, uh, sorry, a great manifester. I didn't say that word right. Um, I am in that place where people will come to me because they need my advice. They need my help. You know, it it almost sounds like you're too proud, uh, you're self-centered, but it's not. It's purely an acknowledgement of you are in that place. You have worked very hard to get in this place, but you now have to go that extra step and acknowledge it. And it's scary to acknowledge it because you feel it's wrong, but it's not wrong. If you can't acknowledge it, how can you expect others to acknowledge it in themselves? Do you kind of get what I mean? Yeah, um, I think, I'm kind of uh, worried that if I 
if I step out there, I'd be too exposed. Like, I don't want to have any psychic attack or anything like that. But at the same time, you're, okay, in this particular example, you are going to not acknowledge that whole being and let a little fear hold you back, okay? Because you are that bright light. You are a really amazing energy. For you to come under psychic attack of that type that you're describing, you would have to really go out there and do some horrible things to people. You're not that person. You're, go back. You're in the bright light. You're the, imagine yourself as a bright golden orb. That's you. For you to have those type of attacks means that you have to go way off your path and become, uh, well, whatever, and go into some sort of dark side to get that. Whereas there's no way you on your path would ever get there unless you made a big effort to go there. Your, what you're sensing, what you're, um, let's call it, afraid of, is something that really does and can happen to other people, not so much you, because your core being is not built like that. Your core being comes from love and warmth and beauty and energy and power. Um, you're the golden orb. You're like the sun. It just doesn't happen. Don't let that stop you. And it's it's hard. It's a hard. Like I said it's a hard place to be because it's hard to recognize that in yourself because you you know you read about it you hear about it everyone's striving to get there how on earth could you possibly be there already <laughs> it it's it just seems insane to consider that possibility until someone like me tells you yes you are there you know do consider that possibility because just because it's hard for everyone else doesn't mean you're not in that place already. I mean, it's not like you haven't worked for this. It's not like you haven't struggled. It's not like you haven't done your homework and you've been very disciplined about it. You know, you've had to give up a lot of things and you've had to put hard work into a lot of things that you've learned. You've had to face horrible things about certain parts of yourself that you didn't want to see just so that you could move forward through it. I mean, you know, half of us have got stuff that we don't want to face about ourselves because we think it's too horrible. I mean, it's not really horrible, but to face that part of yourself is hard and scary. But you've already gone through a lot of that. Um, you know, there there is some point for people that you do get to a certain place and you have to acknowledge it. And acknowledging it, it really is half the battle. I see. I'm spending a lot of time talking about this with you because I want you to really mull over this because this isn't going to be something that comes to you very easily. Um, I would imagine it would take several weeks to be able to believe it. But every day you think about it, even if you think, oh, she's just full of rubbish. I'm just going to blah, 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 blah. Even if you think, think of it like that. that. No, but I mean, my point is, even if you were to think about it like that, every day mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, you would realize that's where you are. It doesn't matter yeah. how you get there as long as you realize that you're there. Okay. And when you are there and you can totally embrace it, your next steps are revealed so easy. And what you're thinking now is not going to be what it is. It's going to be better, bigger. I'm not going to ruin the surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
please check back within with us in a month or two and let us know how it went. I will. I will. Thank you so much, f a n s and my talk. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you so much for trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs>